0: Log Talk Radio
2: and rise and shine. You're with us due time with Pastor Staff. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Oh, we yesterday was glad to talk about it Tuesday, Church Folk Day. And we talked about the, <laughs> the Minnesota man who stabs his wife during, during, during the family Bible study. Now, you know how it goes. We get into arguments. We had disagreements, but you know we pack up and we go to Bible study with our mate. And we think everything is okay,
1: and oh my,
2: oh my, oh my! Just a soft little whisper in one another's ear, and before you know it, oh, uh, this woman was being stabbed in the torso, chest, and arms.
0: We thought it was safe.
2: We thought it was safe thought it was safe, we thought it was safe to go to Bible study, oh, we talk about the pastor and the gospel artist, another pair, that's a questionable behavior, it's actually happened, and, you know, they say that. He claims that she committed suicide. She hung herself in his wardrobe after he left her there cleaning up his house. Now, they had been known to have some level of tension between them because there was some money meant from her to him. And um, she wanted her money back. Now this is the ex. Now this is the ex who now decides she's gonna go over to his house. So he says, so he says, to clean up and to bring him a suit. And um when he calls, no answer. When he comes back to the house, he's found hung. She committed suicide. So he takes the body down and carries the body to the police precinct. Now, I mean, come on now, if you didn't watch one murder movie, you know that they tell you don't touch the evidence, don't paint the crime area. Why you take down a whole body? Put it in your car And take it To the police Precinct I don't know y'all I don't know You know, There's just certain things You just don't do And you know the family Is is calling in And they're saying ah, They've been arguing and I'm saying arguing <laughs> They have not been, been arguing They've been arguing And uh He didn't want to pay her back the money. So he threatened her. Listen, that's what the family is saying. So now all of his uh, good intentions on taking her to the police precinct, that looks questionable. Mm -mm -mm. That looks questionable. You know, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. You know, we got to talking yesterday, and, you know, the conversation came up. You know, when we break up, ladies, when we break up, and I might want to talk about this today. You know, when we break up, do we really break up? Do we
3: really break up?
0: Hmm.
2: Do we break up in our hearts? Do we break up in our heads? I do know. Might be something to ask the ladies later. I've got two stories. And I want to possibly, if we're going to have time, because, you know, Vivian is on, and we don't know what Vivian is bringing to the table this morning. So that might eat up all of our time. So just in case Vivian leaves us just a little bit of time, I think I want to talk about that thing. I think I want to talk about that thing. What happens when we break up? Do we really break up? All right. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, Today, 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 today is Wow Wednesday. And you know how we get it done over here on his due time with Pastor Steph on a Wednesday morning. Oh, we ain't got time to think about it being hump day. We don't have time to worry about we got up on the wrong side of the bed. Oh, it's Wild Wednesday. We know how God gets it done, and we know how God gets us over to the next side of the week. Yeah, by giving us Wild Wednesday. So, uh... Let's get ourselves together. Thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, we're going to definitely give you an opportunity to go get that healthy breakfast. Make sure you go and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go into We'll be right back. People with AIDS are people. They are families. They are mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, friends, neighbors. Just people. But if through my work I am able to save one life, to bring one family closer together in their time of need, then I will consider my work well done. You know, despite remarkable progress in the fight against HIV, women account for almost 20% of the estimated 45,000 new HIV infections in the United States each year. African
0: American women account for an
2: alarming 62% of new HIV infections. We must continue to protect ourselves. If you are sexually active, no matter what your age, please, practice to pay for sex, and get tested for HIV. To get the facts about HIV, visit ageisnotacondom.org. To another Wow Wednesday That means he has safely brought us Through the week We have all our faculties Or at least we think we do We are in our right frame Of mind At least we think we are And uh, We're ready to share our morning With the ladies And you know the, The news The news the news, you know, I I always tell you that I never used to listen, watch, or um, read the news, because it's just too much, it's just too much, and, you know, yesterday, we talked about a terrible event from Monday morning, where we had a 28-year-old woman, You know, a young lady who, you know, I want to say lost it. I want to say she lost it. You know, a very sad situation. And, you know, we don't know what losing it technically means for her. You know, and this is why we need to make sure we have our mind together because, you know, we Quite don't know what the breakdown is. I did kind of glance uh, yesterday at when I was doing something else, and I did see that, you know, there's a potential motive or quote unquote an explanation or a reason, you know, why she did what she did, you know. And, you know, even if it's some of the things that have come across my mind that it could have possibly been without knowing. You know, what they're, you know, coming up with Because she's not here to tell the story for herself And, you know, so even if we come up with our own reasoning There will never be a reason that we um, We we take the lives We take the lives of our young ladies Our little girls, our little children, our little boys They're innocent No matter what is going on, they're innocent. No matter what is happening in our world and, you know, what, you know, may come up in our lives that we feel like we need to um, make these type of decisions, these children are innocent. So, you know, yesterday we prayed for all, you know, who were affected and who are affected and, you know, just continue, please continue to lift up, you know, these uh all of these individuals in prayer. Please continue to lift our world up in prayer. Because when we make these decisions, we ain't even trying to think about, you know, who's affected, you know, what's gonna be left in the aftermath of our, you know, Our decision making So, you know, we we got a lot We got a lot to contend with So Let's just keep everyone lifted in prayer So I know y'all tired of hearing Pastor Steph, let's get our girl Viv on And I'm looking down at my board And I think I got a little uh, A little bonus this morning We got a little bonus this morning So let's say good morning to Vivian And get this party started Good morning Viv Good morning.
3: Happy Wild Wednesday. How are you, Pastor Seth? I am well, Vivian. How are you? I'm tired, but I'm okay. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Amen, amen, amen. What you got for us today?
3: Today on Socially Conscious, we are starting off with some useful information for our New York listeners. I remember um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Mayor Adams and the city's plans to help with the trash problem in New York City. Well, the plan to make the city cleaner is to reduce the time trash can be brought out to the street. This plan will go into effect starting April 1st. So here are some of the new rules. So there's apparently a new schedule that residents and resident owners must follow. Folks and residential buildings can put their trash in a secure container out on the curb after 6 p.m. Bundled cardboard can be placed next to secure containers at this time. If there are no secure containers and only trash bags, you will have to wait until after 8 p.m. to bring your trash out to the curb. For buildings with more than nine residential units, the property owners had the option in January to opt into a 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. set out window. Business owners can put trash out one hour before closing as long as it is in a secure container. However, business owners electing to use only trash bags will also have to wait until after 8 p.m. to bring their trash to the curb. So again, changes will begin April 1st, so you may want to go back and check your mail or be on the lookout for mail from the city, from your building manager, or from your landlord. But um, I don't know with this plan, I didn't hear anything about fines or penalties for those who go outside of their given or a selected schedule. So if Mayor Adams and the city believes that this trash problem and this rat problem is going to be solved by the cooperation of the New York City tenants, I think they are going to be sadly mistaken. But that's just my opinion. What do you guys think? Is this plan going to be enough to clean up the streets? I know that this is a big problem in New York, especially Brooklyn, at least in the neighborhoods that I visit. And I don't really see that this is going to be enough. But let me know what you all think. So next, we are still in New York with an investigation of landlords. As people are saying, voucher holders have been obviously discriminated against by landlords. So there has been a nonprofit by the name of Unlock New York City that has been tracking reports of housing discrimination and has documented some 1,500 cases over the last two years alone. The head of this data um, collection and advocacy of Unlocked New York City says some rental listings even state, quote, no city vouchers, end quote. And they are saying that that is illegal. Mayor Adams says housing vouchers are one of the most important tools in efforts to address the affordability crisis but we still hear far too many New Yorkers who have experienced source of income discrimination, preventing them from using their vouchers and keeping them in the shelter system. So the city has just designated $3.1 million to hire outside sources to help in investigating landlords. And this is definitely sad Instead of this $3.1 million going to helping those in need of affordable housing by way of funding these vouchers or construction costs for low-income housing, the city has to put this money into investigating landlord discrimination. And I I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I do notice that a lot of the times, When, you know, low-income families come into, you know, neighborhoods, they kind of bring some unwanted conditions. So maybe if people did better, landlords wouldn't feel like they didn't want them in their buildings and in their apartments. So it kind of goes both ways. Everybody needs to just get it together. Because $3.1 million happens to go into investigating these people is just a waste of funds. Like... That's just that. Next, we are in the schools as, uh, as a teacher is under fire after video surface from inside her classroom of children fighting as she watches. Reports say that out in Georgia, Rec Mill Middle School, students release videos upon videos displaying fights between students the videos could have been taken on different days, leaving p- police to believe that it was an ongoing occurrence. In one of the videos, the teacher who has not yet been named can be heard asking the children if they know how to slap box. In the video, it can be seen that desks and chairs had had been moved out of the way to make room for these fights. And, of course, parents are livid, but... Some are the most upset. Um, They're saying that the most upsetting thing in these these videos is that in over a dozen videos, the children who were fighting were all young black boys. An educator from the school who was asked not to be identified said that she reported the incident and the teacher to the higher-ups several times with no action being taken. Of course, there is now an investigation ongoing, and as of right now, it is unclear if this teacher could face criminal charges, and as of right now, she has not been charged. Just crazy. And then lastly, we have the migrants in the news again. They say many of the migrants who have arrived in New York City over the last year came looking for jobs, but finding steady employment is proving to be more difficult than many expected. <clears throat> Reporters say that they visited Woodside Queens on Tuesday to see dozens of migrant day laborers gathered near Roosevelt Avenue and 69th Street. They do this every morning. They stand outside on the street hoping that a car will pick them up and take them to a job site. One migrant um, named Gustavio Pinquino of Ecuador, who arrived four months ago, says he made the dangerous trip, costing him $20,000 to get to the United States, and now he's in debt, living in a bedroom with a friend, and no stable job. He told reporters if he gets lucky, he gets picked up maybe twice a week, making $150 a day, but he admits there are weeks there is no work. Another migrant by the name of William Tippin, also from Ecuador, said, "No, no, I thought it wasn't like this. If I knew this would have, if I knew this, I would have stayed in my own country. In my country, at least there was some work, very little, but something." So they are calling on the federal government to help. And they are hoping that the plans for intake centers and, you know, all those plans that I brought here on Socially Conscious before about how they're planning to help the migrants, they're hoping that these things will help the migrants and that the process will go a little bit more smoother for them. But until those things take place, they're saying that many migrants will just remain in limbo. And I just want to know, where these migrants were getting their information from. (laughs) Who told them that they was going to come out here and find jobs and be living lovely? Because this has been the reality for many people for many years. So I just don't know where they got their information from. But now for our wow story of the week. So we have at least, um, so we have all heard, of the school shooting out in Nashville that has been all over the news and is slowly unfolding. And um, I came across this article where they have recently unveiled $60,000 whiteboards that turn into a gun shelter and a storm shelter out in Alabama. So Coleman City Schools unveiled a new safety system Monday, that is meant to protect students during both active shooter events and natural disasters. Reports say that two special education classrooms at West Elementary School are currently testing this technology that has been developed by KT Security Solutions. So this whiteboard turns a classroom, a regular classroom whiteboard, into a pop-up standalone bullet Proof storm shelter again the school is the first in the nation to test the safe rooms which cost the district about $120,000 for both classrooms so it is obviously an amazing invention absolutely devastating though that we are here as a nation, as a world it's just sad that we have to take these means $60,000 whiteboard that turns into a bulletproof shelter. So according to my research, there are 115,576 schools in the United States currently, and that is based on an article that they put out about January of this year. So imagine how much it will cost to supply classrooms because they're not just putting this in schools. They have to put this in at least, you know, every classroom, maybe on the floor or something like that. So imagine how much it will cost to put these things in a classroom. And it's just really, really sad that, you know, someone has to come up with this invention and that we have to take these type of means to protect our kids. So just keep your kids lifted in prayer and let's just hope that things get better. But this has been Vivian with Socially Conscious, giving you the news that we are following. And remember, if you have any wild stories that you would like to submit, please feel free to direct message me on Facebook. My username there is Vivian B M. And come back every Wednesday to find out if your story has been chosen. Thank you, as always, to our loyal listeners. And thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you. As
2: always, you come with some real goodies this morning. Thank you so much. Please hang around just in case we need some uh, clarification. And if we don't, we you have a blessed day.
3: Thank you. You as well.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Let's jump in, because we got a lot of stuff to talk about this morning. Let's talk to our Elder Itisha. Good morning, Eldon Tisha. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I am well, thank you. I I am well, thank you. I win. I just want to say that. I win.
0: Okay.
2: Amen. Let you know that I win. <laughs> Bye. Oh, thank you so much for joining us this morning So we're going to pick and choose Because I want want to talk about some stuff today In addition Mm -hmm. to our girl Vivian's news And I want to talk about hmm, The Migrants I want to talk about the Migrants And uh, Vivian's story is, you know, talking about the fact that <clears throat> excuse me, the migrants have come over, you know, into the states looking for jobs, which is wonderful, which is wonderful, but which is not really abnormal because we know that they will work. We know that they will work. Yeah. We have seen them at Home Depot and, you know, different areas where, you know, they're willing to get up 5 o'clock at the break of dawn, or, you know, whatever, at least here in New York, to, um, you know, hopefully be picked up by, you know, contractors and, you know, th- things like that so they can go out and they can do their gardening, you know, and landscaping and, and you know, construction work and things like that. And you have these... Um, individuals who have paid their way, they say, to come here and, you know, they have found that, you know, hey, there's no real work. You know, we've been coming here on a consistent basis and we have been standing outside from five in the morning and we have not found any work and, you know, we paid to come here and uh, where's the work? And if we knew that when we got here, there was not going to be the work that we thought we were going to get, then we would have stayed back in our country where at least there was work. So Vivian asks the question, you know, okay, well, where is your source of information coming from? Because the lack of work has been pretty consistent here in the United States so, did you really think that you were going to come over here and find such a land of opportunity that you were going to make it big, if you will? What you got to say about that this morning, Elden Articha?
3: Well, I mean, I think it's always been, um, you know, America has been looked at as the land of opportunity, in the, in the space where you're able to come and. and
2: uh, Provide for the uh, family, uh, and so I'm not shocked that you know that that, that that's the perspective that is still out there because America is a rich nation, and the truth we are. When you look at the things, things at we things can throw, money, throw at, money at, there is money. It's money about, is how about how are we, how we utilizing, that utilizing that money, and that money how, how are the less fortunate gaining access to that that money. So I think it's 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 always been a part of the perception of America being, you know, the land of milk and honey, where you're able to come and uh, you're able to do better than you're doing in your own country. Because in some of those countries, they're rationing food, while we're throwing food away on the sidewalks, and we have rodents that's here saying, you know,
1: we can eat and live too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Are you finished, Elton Atisha, or did you drop off? I'm sorry. Can you hear me? You're breaking up really badly. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm in this hotel room, so I'm sorry. My Internet is not good. Okay, okay, okay. All right, we'll just struggle through today. We'll just struggle through today. Uh right, thank you so much for joining us. We're coming back. Uh let's talk to our lady Tamika this morning and see what she feels about the comments and the expectation of our migrant workers. Good morning, lady Tamika. Good morning and happy wow Wednesday to you, our ladies and of course to our listeners. Oh, good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you over there? I am doing just well. How are you? Great, great, great. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well. What's your word on the migrants who have this expectation and who are quite disappointed? Um, I'm not surprised. Um, You know, there are oodles of, Uh, television shows, movies that, you know, talk about people coming from, you know, different states, different countries, they came here and they made it,
3: you know. And I'm not
2: saying that that doesn't happen for people. It does. However, every person in every situation is different. Um, Not only that, as we get closer, you know, past time, it becomes more difficult, you know. And with the rate that they're bringing people in, you know, it's kind of becoming a survival of the fit, fittest. You know, whoever gets there first, that's you know um, who gets whatever. You know, um, I happen to be you know out in the trenches um, at times, and I'm feeding and, and giving clothing to uh, some of the homeless. And as you're standing there, you try and tell them to stand in a line. You know, and Basically, that is what happens, you know, as I'm trying to give clothes or that type of thing, whoever's in the front of the line gets it, you know, and then you have issues with those that are further back in the line. But, you know, I can't, I only have a small amount of this, you know, and so as it gets, you know, it's just like the state of New York, as it gets, you know, whoever comes first is what gets it, you know, and it becomes less and less for those that are coming in later. All right, we might have lost Pastor Steph uh, for a moment, but um, okay. That is thank something. you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Um, thank you, Lady Tamika. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, uh, Minister Michelle, you know we've got this uh migrant issue, and you know if I had known that it was gonna be like this, I would have stayed at home with it at least. There was some work. Good morning.
0: Good morning. How are you all?
2: I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. How are you today? I'm well. All is well. Good, good, good. So what you got for us this morning on this topic? Well, you know, I feel for them. I really do. Um, but, you know, the United States, you know, we're, as Elder said, we've been looked at as a land of milk and honey. On the the words on the Statue of Liberty says, come bring me your tired, your poor, the huddled masses that yearn to breathe free. So this has been the model for America. So everybody's coming here expecting the good life or a better life. And it's unfortunate that maybe the news hasn't gotten over to some of these places that America is struggling too in these areas. Um, for job opportunities, and so coming here may not give you that uh, breath of fresh air and that golden opportunity to make it. It just may not happen, and they need to be advised of that before they make these expensive crossings. But then on the other flip side, um, if we're taking them in, why is it so impossible if we're going to do get the shelters ready and do all these type of things, why haven't they set up some type of a system where they can be interview, find out where their strengths are, and match with jobs? If you don't want them to be ending up homeless and on the streets and joining all the masses of people that we already have in these situations, I'm, I'm trying to understand what is the problem that we cannot get a cohesive plan, not just the markets, but even the ones here that are here in America already that want to work. Now, let's just face it, there are some that don't, but the majority of them, I believe, if they're given the opportunity, would like to, but there has to be a better plan than what we're doing right now. And that's the only way I can see us solving some of the issues, because it's, more than just that issue, but there are others. But that's I feel like that would be something to start with at least. Absolutely, absolutely. We have seen where it don't look like the United States letting you know thousands of people come in from several countries per month. You know, it don't look like they had a good plan in place, uh, Minister Michelle. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We got a bonus today. And I was kind of hoping that with the spring break, we would get that little bonus. Let's say good morning to Pastor Kim. Good morning, Pastor Kim. Pastor Kim, are you talking to the mute button?
1: (laughs) Good morning, Pastor Steph. (laughs) I had to get unmuted. How are okay. you, beautiful ladies? I love and miss you all. How are you? Miss you as
2: well. Doing well. Thank you, doing well. Thank God for your ability to be on with us this morning. Thank you so much for thinking of us and jumping on. As you know, Vivian is always bringing us some controversial news. What you got for this uh migrant situation where they're not finding the jobs that they really thought you know they were they were coming to
1: well you know it's just the way things are right now you know life itself is just you know taking us all through a lot of different changes and i mean for those that are residents here you know um are even having some challenges uh what have you you know after the pandemic but but well, maybe I shouldn't even say that because, you know, um it's like they had um after COVID, um, people, they had jobs available where people could work online from home and um they were trying to almost pay people crazy dollars to come to work, but it was like after they got that unemployment nobody really wanted to work. So, you know, it's it's you know, I don't know why. I don't know if it's like maybe people um, feel like they might be a high risk of hiring them or something. I don't know, but um, they might just might need to get connected with the right people, you know. Because sometimes it's not what you know is who you know. So um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what that situation is and, and why they're not able to find. Um, employment but you know a lot of times when you got people coming from uh other places or whatever you know it might make people kind of skeptical about hiring you know so um i don't i really don't know what to say that the issue is that they're having because even like when you got hispanics and stuff that that come over here or whatever they are some of the best hardest workers you know They know how to uh, help build homes and do roofing and everything. They're they're really, really um, talented with that. So um, I really can't stress a lot on the reasoning and why they're not able or um, why it is the employers don't want to hire them. All right, all right, all right.
2: We know it can be, you know, it can be tough out here. You know, we do have, you know, a lot of people that don't have jobs and some that don't want to work, like you ladies have said, and others who do. And based on, you know, where the market is at the time, that's where you're going to find more job opportunities. So I don't know. You know, again, uh, this this country has been seen as the just the melting pot that has it all. And it's not until you get here that you realize that uh, we're struggling, too. So, you know, you know, prayerfully, you know, here's my prayer. My prayer is that y'all find these people something. Because I'm going to tell you something. you letting all these thousands and thousands and thousands of people up in here. When they don't have work and we don't really know who these people are and they start turning mm-hmm. to crime to get what they need, we're going to be in big trouble. We gonna be in a whole lot of trouble. Oh my goodness! I snatch up this story of, you know, the teacher. Excuse me. That is caught watching, you know, the the fights. You know, they said that they think this is more than one um, occurrence. This is has, this has been on a, you know, on a continual basis, if you will. And this seems to be an ongoing problem. And, you know, even overhearing on the video of a teacher asking the children, do you know how to slap box? And, you know, we, we had a few weeks ago, I think it was Vivian who brought the teach the story of the teacher, who was, like, teaching the kids some karate moves
0: or something
2: like that. And they say they noticed that, you know, uh, kind of like the young black boys, who were being allowed to just go ahead and fight. And, you know, they said that they've been complaining about this, but nobody's been paying attention. Uh, Lady Tamika, what do you think is going on here? Uh, I believe it's, you know, some form of, um, Education, you know, um, if if Johnny slaps
0: Sally three time, <laughs>
2: you know how many times, know, before, how many
0: she times before she passes out? out. I, I'm
2: just, you know, honestly, I'm I'm saying that of course in jet you know, but I you know, I still don't I get it so where these school school schools are are allowing this allowing type stuff. Type you know, we had a teacher who teacher
1: uh, was um,
2: choking um, students. Choking. Uh, now we're watching them fight I, enough. You know, you want to watch a fight, get a pay per view. You know, this is this is not the venue where those type of things should happen. And I'm really you, like, when people are dysfunctional, this they're, they're dysfunctional everywhere. So if they're dysfunctional at home, they're going to be dysfunctional in their job, and we keep seeing it over and over. Uh, oh, absolutely. All this stuff is going to start spilling out on a regular basis here. Uh, Minister Michelle, you know, this, this is being allowed to happen, these fights and things like that. And, you know, they're saying that it's us. It's us that they're leaving out there to, you know, display all of this here and to endanger themselves. What do you think is going on in the classroom with the teachers? Well, I'm trying to figure out what are the school boards doing? What? Why are they not intervening? And most importantly, why haven't the parents come out there in droves? I mean, stand up at that school banding together and demanding, if this is true, that this teacher immediately be suspended, let go, move, removed from that classroom, why is everybody sitting so passively by and allowing this to happen if indeed that's going on? I mean, we don't know all the story, but I mean, I could not uh, in good conscience have my child, and especially the children that were in the class, um, their parents, are the children going home saying anything? There's a video, and no one is stepping up and leading the charge to get something done? I mean, obviously, the teacher has a problem. Which I keep saying, you know, we have a lot of teachers that are dealing with issues and they need to be evaluated and uh, given therapy and sensitivity training and whatever else they need because they're dealing with some issues that come from their own stuff. But I'm just really not understanding why they're just sitting by and letting it happen. Are they going to wait until someone gets killed in the classroom? But fighting, okay, you know, and then everybody's going to be in an outrage, then the police, I mean, the police are called in, and then the news media, come on, get the news media in there now. Start barking loudly to get something done. I- I'm just uh, baffled with that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, Pastor Kim, you up in them classrooms, in them schools, you know, The report is that they, it looks like the chairs have been moved, Pastor Kim, open up the arena, you know, to let these kids fight, you know, on video. It seems like, you know, she's just sitting by watching. You're asking them, do you know how to slam box? You know, what's happening in the schools, Pastor Kim, where we're hearing so much of a breakdown with the, the, you know, some of these teachers, just kind of sitting by now. It's like okay, whatever. Just let it happen. You know, I'll deal with it later. What what's going on?
1: Well, y'all already know what I'm gonna say. The same <laughs> thing is going on in the world. We're just in our last and evil days. But you know, just um, from my perspective of you know just being in education, you know, I see that. We have a lot of teachers that are not, you know, when you when you are called to education, you really have to have a heart for the children. And you got people that are, are just there for a job and for a paycheck. And you get all different kinds of people that are coming in into these schools and, um, I hate to say it, but (laughs) they need to do a more thorough background check or something because some of these people that they got working in these schools, you got teachers that sleeping with kids. I mean, teachers that are sitting back letting this kind of stuff go on, you know, just uh, kernel-minded and just immature and, that that's just flat-out crazy. You know, that's why you got so much stuff that's happening now, people coming into the schools shooting and all of this stuff. You know, they took prayer out of the schools, and, and when they took prayer out, it's like it just released the enemy to come in and let some of everything take place. And it's just sad because you can't even feel safe for your kids to go to get an education. You don't know if they're going to come back home or not. You don't know if the, the teachers are going to be teaching them the wrong things. You don't know if, if the teacher's going to be somewhere trying to molest them. And it's sad. It's so sad.
0: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. It, it's just, you know, a, a melting pot of nonsense. Unfortunately, instead of us getting the education for our children that they so desperately need, we seem to have lost um, Elder Itisha. Maybe she couldn't get her, um, you know, uh, the Internet was not beneficial to her. So hopefully she'll be able to log back on. But Lady Tamika. You know, we hear these stories all the time. We're doing these stories all the time. Oh, I, I got your, your your perspective already. Um, you know, but, you know, hopefully and prayerfully, you know, we'll get more people who seem to be more interested in the educational part. And this is not, you know, a a, uh, a game to them or just a simple source of an income and you know you're looking at these teachers and they are younger and younger and Mm -hmm. younger and i think that's one of the problems also you know i always like to say we had the you know mr mcgillicuddy you know back in the day we had the older teachers that cared and you know worked with us and it was hard but because there's you know they can dress the way they want to dress i went to my niece's school one day and i couldn't tell she was in junior high school at the time i couldn't tell the teachers from the students just on appearance and i was like oh oh that's a te- that's a teacher you know they're looking younger they're dressing you know you know in regular street clothes and you know so think about if you are looking young then you're probably young minded as well so are you going to be real beneficial for the children of today We're not talking about us. When we went to school, we're talking about the children of today. It's a game to them, you know, and it's a paycheck. So, you know what? I'll push the chairs out. Y'all go ahead and fight because, you know what, I ain't trying to break nobody up because I'm not trying to get hurt. I'm not trying to get killed, and I don't know what you got on you or how this is going to affect me at the end of the day. So, oh, well, you know, let it happen. Let it happen, and let it happen, all righty ladies i'm gonna put a pause in our socially conscious news because I want to talk about a story that we did yesterday, and you know we 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 uh took another um there was another leg to the conversation, and I want to hear how the ladies you know feel and think about this particular uh, story so ladies the story is that there is in kenya there is a gospel artist which is a, which is a guy and he was dating this pastor now they broke up so she is considered he's considered, let me put it this way, he's considered the ex-boyfriend. So they they say that he pulls up to the precinct or the police station or whatever they have out there in Kenya with the body of his ex-girlfriend, the pastor, in his arms. And he's claiming that... He found her in his house, and she had hang, you know, hung herself. So the story is, he says, well, she came over to my house to bring me a suit. And then as the story continues, he talks about how she came over to his house to help him clean up his house. And he had to run some errands. So he left her there cleaning, and while he was out, he called back to the house to um, to check on her. You know I'm, you know'm I'm calling I'm still running errands, I'm calling back, but she never answered. So when he got back home, he found her unconscious, and she had hung herself, and she had co- clearly committed suicide by using a bed sheet and tied it to the frame of his wardrobe, is what he's calling it. And he wanted to make sure she was getting the care that she needed, and he was trying to get her some help. So he drove her to the police precinct. They end up arresting him. And, you know, it's because this something about this don't sound right. So after they arrest him, they then get phone calls from family and friends. And some uh, family and friends say that, you know, she had uh, been complaining that there had been some disputes uh, between the two of them because he owed her money. Excuse me. And they had been having money issues. And that he had Accused her Um uh, No I'm sorry She had told her family and friends That he had threatened her And which He thought that they thought that You know that was a way of Him not having to pay back that loan So he was trying to intimidate her In other words To keep her from, um, from, from Him paying back the loan So now he's um, in jail, they have not released him. He's being held while they investigate. And his 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 feeling on this whole allegation thing is, and I quote, "My God will come through and justice breaks the now." I don't know. Do you know how they talk all broken up? I don't know how to how to say this, but my God will come through. Basically, he says it's so far. From the truth, this is a trying moment. I will not go down by the designs of the devil, since all that God started in my life will never suffer and will surpass evil designs. So, I will first ask you, ladies, just what do you think in general of this story? And uh, Minister Michelle, you've got the first leg on this one.
3: <laughs> okay, so she is
2: dead. Yes, yeah, she's she's officially dead. He found okay, her okay, unconscious. Related. Yeah, no, okay, they so found her unconscious, unconscious, but she's officially dead. She hung herself, he says. Okay. Now, okay, so when he took her to the police precinct, was she still unconscious or was she gone? No, she was dead. By the time he got her there, she was dead. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this story is out there. <laughs>
0: um,
2: okay, so... I'm looking at it, okay, who is standing to gain from her death? Who broke up? Who ended the relationship? If she ended the relationship and he owed her money, of course, he's going to be the prime suspect. You know, they always look at the husband or the boyfriend or the wife. Or, you know, the person that you're in a relationship with, they domestic. So, um If he stands to gain and he had a lot to lose, if maybe she was going to begin to uh, talk about what he did, what he wasn't, what he didn't do, he would stand to lose a lot with his reputation, especially if he's trying to be a gospel artist and all these types of of things. So he could have a motive to make it seem like she killed herself. Now, it's very particular that the family now they're saying that she they're not saying that she was depressed and sad or anything she as you said believe that she was saying to them what he owed her how he was harassing her and stuff like that so um i'm meaning that there's a strong motive there that he could have set the whole thing up um and did something you know and he may be innocent you know, that's always a possibility, too. But it just, seems there's a lot of little holes in his stories that just, to me, it's not adding up. And I understand, you know, people can proclaim the scriptures all over the place, but that's not they're innocent. You know, I mean, really. Just because I quoted it scripture doesn't mean that I wasn't guilty of what I did. I mean, he could be just doing that as a smokescreen to just make sure people stay on his... Is good side. I mean, you know, I don't know, but it just seems a little fishy. It's just you know, until I get to hear every little nook and cranny of the story, but on the surface of it,
0: it just sounds suspect.
1: Okay, okay,
2: Pastor Kim, what's your thought? Your general thought?
1: You know, I think that um, <clears throat> it sounds a little shady. especially if he owes her money, you know. So um, I I think that the case could very well be that this woman did not commit suicide. He might have taken her life and probably um, just plotted and and made it look like a suicide when it's really a murder. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: All righty, all righty, Ah, oh, Lady Tamika, what you got? What's your thought on this whole, you know, in general, this this whole story? I kind of feel like if it walks like a duck, cracks like a duck, and it looks like a (laughs) duck, not a (laughs) duck. It could be wrong, but it's a duck, you know. And so um, also wanted to say, you know, um, also really, really happy to hear Pastor Kim on. Um, I didn't mention it before, so I wanted to mention it now. But um, on the note that we're talking about, um, I I, I honestly, okay, so we broke up, and I'm coming to your house to clean up. (laughs) Hmm, first of all, that Mm -hmm. sounds fishy to me, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Second of all, you owe me money. So the way that I feel, you know, just surmising by what happened, you got her to come over by saying to her that you were going to provide her the money. And then at that point, you did what you needed to do. And, okay, so let's just say on the off chance that she did commit suicide. Bruh you made yourself look extremely guilty guilty. by taking her body, putting it in the car, taking it Mm -hmm. to the police officer. My thing is, if that was something that happened, every movie that we've ever seen, any of the CSI, all the other 50 million, million shows out there, you know, Mm -hmm. you have got to have a clue that says, if that's the situation, as much as it hurts me, to look at you dangling from, from the ceiling mm-hmm. or wherever it is that she... Right. I, I can't touch the body. Call the cops. Have them come over. You don't pick the body up. to here, mm-hmm. here, I found her mm-hmm. like this. Really? <laughs> Honestly. I'm not understanding that. And so mm-hmm. you, even if you didn't do it and she did commit suicide on the off chance that she did... Um, which I honestly don't think that she did. You made yourself look guilty, and so at this point they mm-hmm. have to persecute, you know, and and you you know until they find you know heads or tails, you know, let let's check the ceiling, you know, or wherever it is where they thread. There's all kinds of stuff. Now, you know, you made yourself look guilty. You, you know whether you were guilty or not, it, it, it looks real suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I I did ask the question yesterday. Who does that? Who does that? <laughs> exactly. Who pulls the whole? B- now remember, now he didn't say he found her hanging. At, oh, I'm sorry, he found her on the floor, where the, you know maybe the weight, you know, pulled her down, and you know she ended up collapsing on the floor, falling on the floor. You found her hanging. Um, you took this. You didn't take her to the em. You know, to the emergency room.
0: You take her the to, question.
2: Who question. Takes her to the cops. You know, so you're just dumb. Plain and simply dumb. But, you know, yesterday there was a question that came up and Pastor Charlene and I, you know, were the two females on the on the panel and you know, I said, first of all,
0: I ain't cleaning your
2: house when we on good terms. Because if I gotta come over and clean your house, Maybe you just ain't the man for Stephanie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't come over to your house without cleaning it up in order for me to be comfortable enough to sit up in there. Nah, we're not doing that. So mm-hmm. Pastor Charlotte said she wasn't doing it either. Mm-hmm. And I then asked the question. You went over his house after y'all done broke up, and you went over there to clean. So I'm left cleaning and you will run errands. That sounds more like a maid's job than a ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. ex friend or a current girlfriend or I'm sorry, that just ain't a Stephanie move. So I'm gonna <laughs> ask you ladies. You you done broke up. Y'all done broke up. We ain't even going to talk about you done broke up and you got my money and me and you fighting over the fact that you didn't repay me my money. But you, we done broke up, and I'm going to come over and clean your house, and you, we fighting over money? Then how did I get to the point where I'm cleaning up your house? Are you offering to pay me money in order to clean up? I, I don't know. I don't know. But you tell me what goes on in your head, Pastor Kim. Are you going over there to clean his house? And you're going to let him go ahead out and run everything and go leave you in there cleaning? No. <laughs> Plain and simple as
1: that? Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. Why
2: not? Why not?
1: mm well, uh, Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> you know... Not in this day and time, you know. I mean, people on something else, you know. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. All
2: right, Pastor Kim says absolutely no, 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 no. Oh, Lady Tamika, are you going to be cleaning this house post relationship? <laughs> I wish I would. <laughs> and that <laughs> that's the way of saying that. <laughs> you know, honestly, you know, and and I, as we were talking. I, I'm thinking about something because why did you all of a sudden come up with the idea that she was cleaning? Did her body smell like Clorox Because you're trying to mask something that you did. You know she comes. Whoa. Her why did her body smell Whoa. like, body smell like she comes from the ceiling? I smell
0: ble- Anybody else smell Clorox? You know,
2: just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 Good spin good spin lady to me because i didn't think about that i didn't think about the fact that he may have tried to clean up and now he needs to come up with an excuse as to why she smells like this like some cleaning products because he remember what i talked to you know yesterday i brought this up he started off with she came over to bring me a suit so that was the, well, how go from mm-hmm. coming over to bring you a suit and you said, well, you know what? It looks kind of messy in here. I'll help you clean up the house. You go ahead and run your errands. Minister Michelle, <laughs> are you...
0: <laughs>
2: oh, boy, I didn't even get the question out. Are you cleaning up this house post-relationship? First, let me just say this. I wouldn't really be cleaning during relationship. Okay, no. <laughs>
0: oh, definitely
2: not. I'm not a maid. I'm not, no, I'm not doing any of that. And especially if we're broken up, I, let's forget about the money. <clears throat> but if we're over, we're over. I'm not coming over to do anything of that nature. No, I'm not your maid. I'm not your slave. I'm not any of that.
0: You better hire
2: somebody to do it because I'm sure not doing it. But as you say, it makes no sense how you go from she brought me a suit to she's cleaning the house. It's n it's, No. Absolutely not. All righty. Well, it was interesting because we then took a little curve and a turn to what, what happens when you break up. The men were, you know, were very honest yesterday, which we have the most honest men on this show. They were very honest, and they said one of the things, you know what, we broke up, and... This is what happens when we quote, after we quote unquote break up. And you know, some women they you know, well you know, they're still coming back. You know, he can he feels like he can pick up that phone in the middle of the night, you know, and you know, what you doing? Can I come over? You want some company? Oh, I remember them questions. Child child, what you doing? It's one o'clock in the morning. What you think I'm mm-hmm. doing? You know, um, you know, you want some company or you wanna come over, you know, for those who don't mind venturing out. You know, you wanna come over. Um, you know, they said that, you know, this is the easy thing to do now because now there's no pressure. Now that the relationship is separate, now we kinda of do what we wanna do and I should have to hear from you and they're absolutely right. You know, I shouldn't have to hear from you. She should have to he she shouldn't have to hear from him. You know, well, you, you cheating on me, or you seeing Mark and John, or you seeing Jane and, and Luann and you know, what's the, we we do what we do, and we go our separate ways, and this seems to be the game now that we are no longer together. Why, as women, are we caught up with? We still going back. We're still going back. We're still going back. He can still call. Or we're calling him. We're not going to put it all on them. We're calling him. you know, Or we're making ourselves available when we have broken up. We have agreed that this is not going to work for us to be together. We're not going to be together anymore. But you keep going back. Lady Tamika, what seems to be the issue where once we break up, we can't stay that way?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, crazy
2: cycle. It's, it's kind of like, well, I don't know if, you know, our current listening audience knows what a record is, but it's kind of, it's kind of like a record, you know, you, you have an item, you know, you, and it, the music just keeps going around. It skips at a point, but it's just, you're just going cyclical. It's the same old circle. Nothing much changes, you know, and, um, that's what happens, you know, it's the familiar. You know, until I get to something else, which is a crazy cycle, because you want bigger and better. So why put yourself through that same cyclical part? You get to a point, you skip you skip a period of time, and then you go back, and then you skip a period of time. It's a crazy cycle that just really honestly doesn't benefit you until you literally wake up, you know, and realize, oh, what am I doing? You know, and prayerfully, you will wake up, you know, and not continue to do the same old crazy thing over and over. That's insane.
1: All righty.
2: Minister Michelle, what do you think is the problem that when we've broken up, we just keep going back, whether we're calling him, he's calling us, or we both
0: call one another?
2: Right. Well, I have a little different perspective because, for me, it depends on the breakup because I've had several types of breakups. I've had the break of where, if you call me ever again, I'm ready to bash you upside the head. So I will never talk to you ever again. Okay. Then I've
3: had the break of where
2: we were friends before we got in a relationship, we realized, okay, this is not going to work. And we remained friends with a mutual respect that we could talk to each other,
0: and it's cool.
2: And it wasn't and nobody it was overstepping their boundaries or, or becoming possessive, or possessive and obsessive. obsessive. none of that would just remain cool that and that we could talk how, how, you, do talk, you, how, doing, how good, you doing good, you no problem.
0: problem
2: Then there's the one then, no then, the then there has been the one where you go back or the person keeps coming back to you, and you have to keep establishing um it's over, and I think. When it gets the third one When the person is coming back Constantly or you keep calling Or going back It's because they never was ready to break up From the first place And they can't accept the fact That it's over It's done And so it's like they keep calling With the hopes of if I call one more time Maybe this time They'll hear what I got to say Or believe that it's for us to be together And it'll work this time But nine times out of ten, that does not work. So, you know, on both sides of the coin, man or woman, depending on the way that the relationship was and how it ends, you have to accept that it's over and move on and just keep it moving. Now, if it lends itself to y'all to be friends and cool, then fine. But if not, cut the apron string and let it go. All righty now, all righty. Pastor Kim, what you think is
1: going on? Well, you know, what I think is going on is that a lot of times women are like dogs going back to their vomit. You know, when you go back and regress back to what was old, you know, and that's what it's like a sense of, you know, because we like what's familiar to us. You know, just like people that backslide, you go back to the world, you know, because it's, it's familiar. It's it's You found a, comfortable, a comfort in that place or in that relationship that you were in instead of moving forward, letting bygones be bygones, you know. And I just think that when a relationship is ended, you know, um, It's okay to be cordial and, and, hey, you know, and be okay with that person. I'm not saying that you have to hate them, but to just go back and get intertwined and doing different things and cleaning somebody's house and all that craziness, that's just too much.
0: (laughs) You're doing too much.
1: You're doing too much. This is not that. You know, we're, we're, we're not in a You left the relationship apparently for a reason. So why get yourself wrapped up and tangled up in any kind of other activity, you know, with that individual, you know, so yeah, that's that's just 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 go forward and not backwards. I just got a problem with going back. Especially when God has delivered and made a way of escape for you to get out of a relationship. Uh, Ah, Pastor
2: Kim, and that's my thought, too. You know, you ladies are like, just go ahead and keep it moving. And my thought is also the same way. Listen, God gave me an out. You know, let me run, fly, get out. You know, let me do what I need to do. You -hmm. ladies, you know, you have some women who there's there's such an emotional tie there you know, where, right. And you, he's, he's done something to you. And I know, especially as pastors and, you know, when we talk to girlfriends and cousins and sisters and things like that, we've heard this before. He broke my heart, but yet I keep going back because he's going to be the one that makes me feel better. Now, if he didn't you up, <laughs> how is it gonna make you feel better? I, I'm, I'm, you know, and and I'm gonna be honest. You know, I can't say. You know, I try to go back into my own memory bank and and you know the 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 cycles that I've gone through. And it's like, what? You know, and I'm trying to remember. You know, if that's what I did. But how and why do we think, And we know that there's a soul tie. So I I, I got. Or, you know, we we know that. You know, the Bible tells us that once we sleep with these people, we become one. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of connection here that, you know, we're not even keeping in the forefront of our mind. And which lends to why we don't need to be getting into this, you know, to this bad thing, period. But Mm -hmm. I want to talk from a, you know, from, from the other angle of he hurt you. He was the one who did the damage. How do you expect him to be the one that's going to make you feel better, Minister Michelle? What's your thought on that one? I know that's really a when you think about it, and it's really ridiculous to think that way. However, a lot of women do feel that way, but let's. I'm letting. I'm thinking where it all boils down to. There's a void and these women's lives. And what I've even said to my daughter as she's been growing up and getting and being in the world in her 20s, I said, you know, the one thing that you have to realize when you're out here and you're dating and all these type of things, you have to have your walk with God as such and the intimacy with the Father as such that he fills these different voids in your life so right. that when you do meet a young man, you meet him from a healthy, Standpoint, right. A healthy right. way of thinking and feeling And mm. a lot of times women feel Oh he's the one that's going to make me happy It's because that right. void is there And it's a void that only God can fill
0: right. I don't
2: care if you date Prince Charming He's filthy rich, whatever But there is a spiritual void That only God can fill And people get wrapped up in this Christian people get wrapped up in this all the time they're trying to use everything else. Sometimes someone right. working for the church
0: as filling right. their void.
2: Sometimes they try to use the marriages. They're trying to use their children to fill this emptiness right. inside to bring them that happiness or the, let's say, joy, because happiness is fleeting. But the joy that they need, and that comes from the Father. And when you get into a relationship with the Father where he is filling and replenishing you and um, helping you and, and filling up those spaces, you can then have a healthier outlook and understand, okay, I don't need him to make me happy. The God that I serve, God that loves me, he is doing that for me. And everybody else is an extension of what God has done already. So that's where I feel it's these voids that only God can fill. That will help us have a healthier outlook on how to have these relationships with men or women, if there is a man, whatever. But we're talking about women right now. All right, all right, all right. Oh, Pastor Kim, you know what? 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 What takes us back? What draws us back? You know, to the very person. Who who hurt us Excuse me But yet we're looking for that same person To make us feel better
1: Uh, Again you know I just feel like it's soul ties And just women just being thirsty You know I mean Having that attitude of Well some man is better than no man at all So I'm just going to Accept where I can get But Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's it's sad. You know, the mindset of women to not even know their worth or to think, you know, um, more highly of themselves that they would. You know, go back to something that they or to someone that they've been in a relationship with that's already hurt them. You know, what make you think that he won't hurt you again, you know, or, what? Or you know, we just think that we could be these men's savior or I can change him. Or, or if I go over there and put it down on him then I know, you know, he, he's going to be different, you know, just the spirit of deception. You know, that's what wow. the enemy does. He deceives us in so many different ways in life, you know, and that's how we miss the mark on a technicality because we're so busy pleasing the flesh.
2: Mm. Wow, wow, wow. You ladies are hitting on some things, you know, when we, uh, Lady Tamika drop, so hopefully she'll get a chance to call back in. Um, here she is, here she is. Um, you know, you ladies are really hitting on some key points here. Um, Lady Tamika, you know, from your viewpoint, what do you think, you know, is you know, that that very person? He's showing you who he is. He's showing you all he has to offer you. Why are we going back to him to help us feel better? Um, I would agree um, with a lot of what has already been said, um, it is the, the void and trying to fill the void that causes you to look around um, and try and fill it. You know, um, I am one who likes to use examples. So let's just say, for instance, you know, daddy left as a child, you know, and so in some instances we are looking for daddy, you know, and so we get into a mm-hmm. relationship with someone wow. who is not beneficial to us. And so this has happened from childhood. Now I'm an adult and I'm looking for daddy And Ooh, he, he, here he is. This is somebody who I feel can benefit me, who can help me and he the mess out of me, you know, whether it's physical or whether it's emotional, he really, really hurt me, really, really hurt me. But daddy, that's what dad, this was the example that I viewed. So I'm going to speak to daddy because daddy's going to help me. Daddy's going to keep me. Daddy daddy hurt me, but he's going to make me better. And so for life, you keep going through that cyclical thing. This is why we need God to help. Help me. Heal me. Oh, yeah. Help me. Show right. me. Let me see right. me. Let me see what's going on. Let me visualize that this hurt is not beneficial. It's not going to help me. I'm only going to be damaged from this point further. Father, you have to heal me so that the damages don't continue, so that the, 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 the void that, that Daddy left, doesn't continue to happen, whether it's this relationship, we get out of this relationship, we get to another one, boom, bam, you hit me again mentally, emotionally, financially, spiritually. Now I'm going through something. Look at this lady. I loaned you money. You hurt me. you know, And now you took my money. And so we have to get to God. God, whatever means necessary, God, help me see me Mm -hmm. so that I can move past this and get to another plateau. Lord God, in you, you lead me. Because if you don't, then this is where I end up. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Amen. Amen, ladies. Amen. You know, to make your lady, to make a walk right into one of the things I wanted to talk about. You know, we have a few minutes before Pastor Charlotte comes. But, you know, what are we doing in the in these relationships that are wrong? Whether it's lending money, whether it's bringing the children around, or him around the children too soon, whatever it is, you know, I, I want you ladies, and I'm gonna ask that you broaden your scope, that you bring something different that the lady before you brought, so we can give these, you know, these listeners, these ladies,
0: we 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 all
2: grown here, whatever it is. Whatever it is, just say it. If somebody's on the other end, they can't handle it, hang up. But, but we need to get these messages across this morning. What are we doing wrong, ladies, in the, during this dating process? What are we doing wrong that keeps us going back? Now, you ladies have brought up, you know, the fact that we go back because we've got the daddy syndrome. We go back because we're trying to get that void filled. Uh, We we, we went back because there's a soul tie. But what are we talking about? Some of the steps, some of the things that the gestures, um, the intentional. Oh, that's where I'm going this morning. I'm not talking Mm. about something that we do, quote, unquote, mistake. Some of the intentional Mm. things that we do. And I'm going to put it out there to say it like this. So I loan you money because I want to be seen as that kind of ride or die shit that i mm-hmm. got you and now and that's intentional now we all know that at the end of the day it's a mistake that's not what i'm talking about here i want to get down to the nitty gritty of listening you didn't did this thing right here now this brings you that kind of a problem so we know in this particular case she lent him money now we know it was a mistake because he ain't pay her back <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pay we know it's a mistake that she made She she, she the, the judgment wasn't good I ain't talking about that for, that angle of it I'm talking about, listen You ain't going to be lending nobody no money If you all in the dating process If that's the way you feel And, and tell them why Because we, we don't know who's going to listen to this We don't know who's going to, who needs to hear this this morning So come on ladies, let's school them We're going to start with you, um Um, Pastor Kim Listen we're dealing with these girls And these young women and these older women All the time Mm -hmm. What do you hear That they consistently doing wrong And you have to say Did you really do that What you got Pastor Kim Pastor Kim are you talking to the
1: mute button again Oh, I'm sorry, honorable I'm sorry, I paid it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. What was that question?
2: Okay, so we're talking about the things that we see you do, 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 doing in the dating process that you ain't got no business doing. Okay, we we know it's gonna be a mistake later on, but please don't be lending him no money, whatever it is. You fill in the blank, and you've seen that this this ain't this this very rarely or never works. <laughs> out for your benefit don't do this please don't do this what you got
1: so you you want me to fill in the blank what we shouldn't do I Want you
2: to fill in
1: the blank uh, don't go back
2: no we talking about going what are you doing during the dating, po- so let, let me give this as an example again. So she was dating this man, even as a pastor. Mm-hmm. Even as a pastor, we get off track sometimes. She, during this dating mm-hmm. process, she lent him money. And I'm telling my mm-hmm. girls, let me tell you something. I know people fall on hard times, but if you're dating, mm-hmm. let him come up mm-hmm. with his own money. If he ain't got his if he got his own money, let him go ask his friend. Let him go ask his brother, Mm -hmm. let him go ask his pastor, I don't care who he asks, you don't need to be lending him no money, because see, we don't know if that's going to take you down some rabbit hole or not, so you know with this certain things you ain't got no business doing, and yes, I do tell my girls, don't be lending him no money, I know everybody fall on hard times, but guess what, you don't need to be that hard time, so if y'all break up, you ain't got to worry about being in this woman's situation, where now y'all arguing, because now y'all done broke up, and he owe you money. What else do we
1: okay. put on that list? Hmm. Oh, honey, it's a whole bunch of them. Let me see. Give me one. Um,
2: Give me one. Let's talk to these women, Pastor Kim.
1: Don't let them move in your house. Oh! <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. oh
1: okay.
0: I like that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Why? Why, Pastor mm-hmm. Kim? Why? Yeah. Well, huh, why? That's your yeah, house. Why? He, it, 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 don't let him move in your house. Why? Because you could have children. He could be trusted a molester. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, yeah. he could be, be molesting your child. You know, he come in, y'all not married, okay? That's not your husband. And if he wants y'all to be together, let him get a place for you to move in with him you know Mm, mm, Uh
2: I like that one i like the lord don't let her move in your house all right Mm -hmm. lady tamika what you got what did you keep that (laughs) off the dating keep that off the list while dating what filter your availability
3: i mean he
2: calls you and that 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 goes you know you gotta stop mm. dropping roll because he's calling you. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. You know, let's just be honest. Let's be real. You know, it's two o'clock in the morning. Why are you calling me? I'm not answering my phone. I'm looking right at you. No, I'm not answering the phone. You know, other <laughs> things. There are times when, when there are things that you have to do. Let's be real. Don't stop dropping roll. You have something that you have to take care of? Listen, I'll call you when I get back and let's just be real about it. I
0: got things that I gotta take care of too.
2: Mmm, I like that one. I like that one. Limit your availability. Whoa, Mr. Michelle, what we got? Uh, don't give wife privileges to a boyfriend. Oh. Clean. I like that. The joint bank account. Oh. Uh, you know, you know, what, taking care of your kids. All the things your wife would do Don't do it with a boyfriend He's not your husband
3: Oh
2: Oh Ladies Oh my goodness So Listening ladies Don't Don't Lay out your availability For his beck and call Don't Let him move in your house don't give up the wife privileges to our boyfriend. Oh my goodness. We could have had a segment on all those three things in and of itself. Oh, I like it, I like it, I like it. Ladies, you have nailed it one more time. Pastor Kim, you've joined the group and you still nailing it, girl. Thank you so much for thinking of us, blessing us, and coming and swinging on back through. Please make sure any time you can, you do, because we always uh, love to hear from you. It was such a blessing to have you on today. Ladies, uh, Minister Michelle, Lady Tamika, thank you so much for your contribution today in today's conversation. Please hang on and listen for Pastor Charlene. Don't go nowhere. And because uh, we may have prayer, we may have time for prayer, so I want everybody to be included. Um, so please hang on. But thank you so much, and we pray you have a bre- we pray pray you have a blessed day. Thank you so much.
1: You, you
2: Love, Love you all. Thank Love, you. All. Thank you. Love, Love you. you too. Thank you. Love you. Oh my pastor, Charlotte. At pastor Charlotte, what are we talking about today? Day. Let's say good morning. Good morning, Pastor Charlene.
3: Good morning, good morning. How are you all? Hi, well, Pastor thank Kim.
2: You well- Glad you. you well- <laughs> what
3: would you say, Pastor
2: Charlene?
3: I said, hi, Pastor Kim. Good to hear you.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Pastor Charlotte, we're going to start off with asking you the question. What's the thing you don't need to do While dating Well I thought of two things But I want to stay with them kids I am not their mama So don't no. be asking me to babysit their here Take them to school None of that Oh mm. Pastor Charlotte She said Home here hair. Mm-hmm. Now, Pastor Charlotte, let me tell you. Let me let, let let's talk about this thing here, because we're going to we we're going to we we're we, 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 we talk. We're going to talk. Me, you're going talk.
0: Because
2: I didn't see, I didn't see. So I want you to I want you to, to to give me some feedback on this. So he has some daughters, and Mama ain't keeping their hair done. Since you brought up the hair thing, I'm, I'm gonna ride with you. Yeah. She ain't keeping their hair done. And whenever he brings the girls around, that head is looking toe up. You not going to help with the hair? <laughs> no.
0: I ain't say mama.
2: Okay, so here go one. So he brings, she sends the children over. Her, and one thing I hate is, you know, when they had that dry snot on their face, their <laughs> hair is not cold. <laughs> Um, and then he wants you to take your money and go buy them an outfit because he want us to go out as a family.
3: No, we're not doing that, bro
0: uh. <laughs> 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 So, wait, I'm going back to the hair thing, Pastor
2: Charlene. I ain't talking about going out. I'm talking about the hair thing. Because I'm going to tell you something. It's happened. It's happened here in this church. They send he picks the kids up. And, again, he's a man. So we already know she trifling because why would you send them? But some women are just spiteful like that. And they, you know, listen, hindsight is twenty twenty. You shouldn't have gotten with her. You realize now she ain't no good. You shouldn't have had kids with her, but guess what? You're finding out now she ain't no good. How do you handle that, though? I'm asking. I'm not saying you should, shouldn't. I'm, I'm I'm neutral at this point. How do you handle when you want to? You know, because see, here's what happens: the women want to show that they care. So therefore, they're like, you know what? Go ahead, let me. You know, I'm gonna I'm get the go. Let me go get the comb. Let me go get the dax. <laughs> Remember that, Pastor Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Let me go get the dax. Let me put <laughs> let me put, up in, put, put them up in the chair. You know, I got a niece you know, or, or little cousin. So I got some stuff here that I could put up in her hair, I'll hook her hair up and and send her back, send them back, you know, looking like something because we we mm-hmm. may wanna go out as a you know, as a little group. I don't even want to use the word family. We may want to go out as a little group. So they're not gonna wear with me looking like that. How do you handle that? Well, my grandma said, when you start something, you have to continue, right? Okay. So, like you say, okay, let's just do, go going to church. They bring them, they send them there. But people who don't know, if we're together, they're going to think that you the mama, right? So that's okay. what they're going to see. That's what people are going to see. So that's what I mean by just going outside, period. You know, and their hair is not done. Now, my thing is... Sometimes you know, like, cause we trying to be, you know, like you said, that loving person and caring and all of that. But it becomes a habit. So if I do your hair one time, now I do your hair another time. Well, I'm only going. I might do it if I'm if we going out with me, cause that's me. You know, uh, I don't want people to really. But I had to learn. I'm not doing that. Those your kids. As soon as somebody look, I'd be like, those his kids. Those his kids. <laughs> Those his kids. <laughs> They're not my so kids. Don't his kids. Say don't his kids. <laughs> no, cause you don't know when people are looking at you. You're not when people are looking at you. And you have to get to the place. Even a boy, you know you need to take him to go get a haircut. Let's not leave the little yeah. boy out either. You know what I mean? Yep. And they here is is all matted. You know what I mean? I've seen people do this. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. And the mother be all cuted up. She got her nails done, her, her hair did. You know what I mean? And you got these little, these children looking raggedy. I don't like that. So my thing is how I will cure it, we're not going out with the kids. That's all. Oh, okay. 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 So give That's us the, the family form. time. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. How... What's the faith over fear here, Pastor Charlotte?
1: Loving you.
3: Loving you enough. Because I was listening to what everybody said. Loving you enough to know that
2: I come first. And a lot of times us as women, um, there was one when you you were talking about of giving a reason of why they keep going back. I text you because one of the reasons is because the sex is good.
0: Mm, All right. A lot
2: of times we get caught up into into that moment of that feel good. You know, it's like a drug, that feel good, whatever makes me feel good that I'm coming back for. And a lot of times that if we don't love you, and I'm speaking from experience, loving, not feeling the love from people who should be loving me, feeling that void, you know, so we find love in all the wrong places, all in the wrong people in situations you feel that we must stay in and if you're not loving you enough, like um one of the ladies said, you gotta take it to God. Only God can do that void. It took me years to understand that God was the one that fills that void. God is the one that only can come in your heart like that, and who do he say that you are? Because it it, didn't, it wasn't the people who was doing it. It was I wasn't loving myself. I wasn't having my own value. I wasn't the one that wanted to be able to say that I am worth more than you cursing me. I am more worth than you uh, sleeping with everybody else. You know what I mean? And thinking when it was my turn, oh, I'm all in. No. Loving you. You have to be able to know that God loves you and you have to learn how to love you. Date you. A lot of times, see, I had to learn that. I didn't know that I can go on a date with myself. I had to learn to take yourself to the movies. Take yourself out to eat. I wouldn't do that. So... When you get to the place of allowing God to come in and just know that you ain't by yourself. Because even when you go into a place by yourself, God with you, right? He said
3: he will never leave you nor forsake you.
2: He said that he will go with you wherever you are. He there with you. So be there with him and allow him to show you you to where that you're able to step out of that fear because all it is is the fear of being alone. And a lot of people think lone and lonely is the same, and it's not. We have to get to the place of being able to care for you. Make yourself feel good from inside out. Dress yourself up. When you're feeling in that little
0: funky place,
2: Dress you up. Make yourself look good. Look at that. Get that long mirror that show it off. Don't look at that little half a mirror because you know you shouldn't have that outfit on because it's too short, too tight, and everything's falling out. Not that one. Not that. Get the long mirror so you can see and know that God is, is there with you. And trust in him. And trust in him. Come on, Lord. You know what? Come on. We're going to go, and we're going to go and walk in the park, and we're going to go, and let's have us a nice little dinner. Invite the Lord in. And sit down and have a conversation with him. And he will show you. The fear is we don't want to see that part of us, that vulnerable part. And give that vulnerable part to God. God is the one that will take and hold you. Oh, my God. He will hold you in that dark place. He will hold you. He'll allow you to get all that screaming and hollering out. And you have to get to there. And weird that, if you, can't, if you don't love you enough, how can you love somebody else? Because it's only going to be a limit. Because you're not going to let them come in. And stop putting God in a box and thinking that he don't know. He knows, but he wants to hear it from you. Trust and believe in him. Find the scriptures that talk about how he feels about you. Whatever it takes, the same energy that you put in these physical men, take that and some and put it in God and let him show you. He'll show you. He'll show you how he loves you. He'll show you that he's there with you. So being able to do that.
3: And then be, and then when you're ready, because sometimes we get in relationships too fast. We get into them, you know what I mean? I don't want to be by myself So you
2: broke up with her today. Before the night is over, you already got somebody else in your house as Pastor Kim said. No. No. Take time out for you in between these breakups. Find out the part you played. And being able to fix you so if you get to that place and you'll be able to understand where you stand with you and with God you'll be a better person and you'll learn how to love you and it don't matter whatever they say who say and whatever when he don't treat you right you know how to walk on take them same beautiful shoes that you saw he saw you with when you was coming and let him see the back of you as you walk away baby Love you. That's my free over
3: for you on today.
2: Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Charlene, for your contribution into today's conversation. And we give God thanks, and we pray that you have a blessed day.
3: You do the same. Bye, ladies and listeners.
2: Thank you. All right, I'm going to give this benediction the grace of the lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all second corinthians 13:14 so you know you you're hearing me say a little bit more um each you know each week you know if it's getting too much for you you know Don't complain, disconnect, and start with us again the next day God spares. But my advice to you is don't disconnect. Don't disconnect while listening. Don't disconnect intentionally. And start back with us the next day. You know, sometimes everybody everybody can't handle the same thing other people handle. But I'm going to let you know now. God is turning up. God is turning it up. Because what's happening is we're not addressing things. Because it's taboo for the the church to talk about certain things, so things don't get addressed, and that's why you are finding that our church folk are looking like the average folk. They're looking like the worldly folk. When 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 things hit you, you you buck and run. When things. Um, Are being said, you can't handle it because you haven't been accustomed to it in the church, from the church people. And I have to tell you, God is turning it up. We're preparing now for a conference, and it's going to be unlike any other conference you've ever seen because the angle it's going to come from is very different. I just came from a phenomenal um, conference this weekend, past, and it, it, it was it was it was good. It was really good. Um, we had our pastor Terry Adolfo a couple of weeks ago, the one who did prayer for my husband's mind, and she was the one who spearheaded the conference that I went to this weekend. And it was very good. It was very good, and. Um, just, you know, Scott has put this on my heart to do before the pandemic, but we got shut down. So now that everyone's kind of up and at them, we're, we're going to push forward with this. But on, 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 you know, on, on his due time with Pastor Steph, you know, we, we've talked about everything. And one of the things I want to throw into the bucket today, you know, we've been told don't let move in your house. We've been told don't give wife privileges. We've been told, you know, don't give up your time or your availability. I'm going direct to uh, where Minister Michelle went. Stop sexing him. Now, listen. I got three children. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. all three of my kids were, I wasn't married. Wasn't married. Wasn't married, but baby, baby, baby. The post issues and things that didn't. And I'm watching our ladies now, and how twisted this is. I mean, this it's it's as as we talk about all the time here when I tell you the enemy is turning it up the enemy is turning it up I watched a young lady do exactly what Minister Michelle said do exactly what Lady Tamika said and when Pastor Kim said don't let him move in your house this Dodo gave up her house God had allow her to climb the ladder to get to a certain point where she had everything on her own. And in her quest for a man, she gave it all away, including God. And she would never see it like that. She would never, you could never tell her you gave up, that she gave up God. You could never tell her she gave up her independence. You could never tell her that these are the things she gave up. And I know she gave up the sex. Because, see, we're not going to get that twisted if we don't give it up. Stop letting him between your legs. Because I, I'm speaking from experience of the, of the decline in your own life, the downfalls, you know. I'm talking about what I've seen. And I'm telling you, the stuff I'm looking at now, I can't tell you I've seen or experienced anything Of this magnitude that I'm looking at now. And I'm not just talking about this young lady. I'm talking about period. I'm talking about period. If you speak to any pastor
1: who is um, counseling.
2: The the stories. The stories. Not only women. Men as well. You know we keep forgetting the Bible speaks of. When you speak. When you sleep with a prostitute you are you become one. You're merged. And I don't think people are catching this thing here.
0: Prostitute is not
2: the only one who really stands out on Forty Second Street as they used to be here in New York. Stand out on Forty Second Street and let the Johns drive by or walk by and he take you to a hotel, you do your do and you keep it moving. Prostitution has all it, it has become a lot more broad than just that. If he's buying you things if he's whining and dining you to get that sex, or if you're doing things that will indicate to him the the same thing, it's the same thing. It's the same prostitute. And unfortunately you're ending up with the same result. That transference of spirit, you think when they say when you have sex physically You know, with HIV, you know, that was the first time we really heard, well, when you sleep with that one person, you've slept with everyone that person has slept with. Well, do you realize it's the same thing with the transference of spirits? I have told them many, go and wear that condom. That's only keeping that from being exchanged, those bodily fluids from being exchanged. That ain't got nothing to do with the transference of spirits. You ain't got nothing When you have not been baptized, you ain't got the Holy Spirit because that's what the Bible tells us, that you can't have both spirits living inside of you. But if you have not gotten that coverage and you're out here sleeping with these people, this is why you are watching everybody so twisted. They're confused. They can't get it together because they have mixed up. Who in their internal I mean, who is actually residing in them? Those women, those men who have slept with multiple people and, yo, and this is going on. This is what's happening. That's why they are so messed up. And they can't get it together. And these days and times, we are watching our young people. You know, at one point it was like, well, oral sex is not sex. So they were doing that, doing this and doing that. They were doing all of these things because according to them, if you didn't have intercourse, you were safe. Who told you this? So therefore you had the mono and you had the herpes in the mouth. I mean, all of the stuff that was now coming out that these kids were experiencing because... They were doing things that, as long as it wasn't intercourse, that level of intercourse, then it was okay. Well, that's the way grown people think. Grown people think, because I don't do this or because I do that, I'm safe. Uh Uh-uh. No. No, no. They have come up with other diseases that you can still contract, even with a condom on. You know, we're worrying about the man getting in the bed and, and stuff. So he's pulling the condom off without us knowing it. But, oh, there are literal diseases out there that whether you have a condom on or not, you can still contract. A condom doesn't keep everything from happening or from not happening. So all of these things, we're here to tell you because either we've experienced it or we've watched it happen to other people, or other people have told the story, and we got to make sure that you know it's it's our responsibility to to school you. And one of the things that we have failed God's people is because we're too we're too private. Now, listen, you did. Don't misunderstand me, because I'm telling you, I'm coming from very being, being very private. There were things I would never talk about. Period. It's my business. You, I ain't got to tell you my business. You ain't got to know I didn't been there. You ain't got to know that I didn't did or I didn't do. That's my business. But what I'm finding from God is He's saying I need you to push this thing. I need you to go into places where other people are not going, where they haven't gone, and I need you to carry those. Who are willing to go there with you. Because I need to do whatever I need to do to save my people. The enemy, i never forget God said to me, the enemy is grabbing his people up in droves. I got to get to my people before him. And this generation is a show me generation. This generation ain't this generation where, you know, they're going to do what you say, not as they see. Just do what I do, not as I say. Nah, you can't sell them on that no more. That's been gone. You will have to give them some real, 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 real stuff. Because there are young people that are willing to listen. There are young adults that are willing to listen. They're out there. They're out there. We can't say oh, they don't want to hear it. They're not going No, we we don't know. We don't know where God has each of these people and 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 how He's touched them. By the time we get to them, or what He's going to do with them right after we've already been there. So we can't make this 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 assumption that you know if we don't. Well, I ain't got to tell. Let somebody else tell it. Is God calling on you to be open and upfront? Because something had to turn you. Now, you may not say this, you know, you may say this over the Nobody got like that with me, and I learned we're not them. And we are constantly seeing that we're not this generation. We are not this group of people. The enemy is dealing with people much differently than he dealt with us back in the day. He's doing he not turned it up. Because as Pastor Kim always says, huh, we're in our last and evil days. Time is winding up for him. So listen, come on, get on that bandwagon and do what God needs us to do and push all the shame and all that stuff to the side. You've been listening to It's due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction, remember prayer changes things. It's past the steps signed off, and I want to thank my ladies, my due time crew for coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity right now to give your life to Christ. please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's
0: Therapeutic
2: Thursday. I love you.